You are listening to Trophy Horse with your host, Tricky Mick, Alex, I Yield to No One, Steve, and Troy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Trophy Horrors. This is episode 390. I'm your host, Tricky Mick. Alongside with me, he brings the awesome I Yield to No One. So, Tricky and I were talking before the show started, and I, I ran across my first... I just I ran across my first horde. I defeated my first horde in Days Gone. And and Tricky says I cheated. And You I, did cheat. I, I like to think... But I'm I proud used, of you, though. I, I think I would like... I use strategery rather than cheating, even though it... It was kind of cheating, but it's more strategic. The smart prevail when the world is after you. See, I, I think you're misunderstanding me here, Yield. You definitely cheated, but I, I could be more proud of you. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I used my surroundings. And that's what you're supposed to do. Exactly. Because that's how, that's how I defeated all 40 hordes of the game. So... I'm 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 quite proud of myself. Just because I stood on top of a of a uh, a water tower and drained down bullets, pipe bombs, and Molotovs from on top of a water tower that they couldn't come up and get me. I think that's pretty ingenious. See, one of the hordes, which I'm not going to tell you which one it is, because it it was a um, it was a journey. Let's just put it that way. I took one of the hordes. Uh, towards one of the camps, I just got on my bike, got their attention, and quietly drove over to one of the camps. It's like drive ten feet, park for a minute, drive ten feet, park for a minute, and I just brought the horde all the way to a camp and let the camp take him out. That's that's pretty smart because the camp can't be destroyed. Their walls and whatnot. That the the freakers aren't going to kill everybody there. So eventually, you know, I just let the camp take him out. That that's pretty good, and and that was only a horde of like forty, so it wasn't like you know a massive horde. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna wait until I get me that that uh oh that big old machine gun. It's got like the uh basically it's not quite like a fifty cal, but it's got the like the hundred clip or whatever the big old drum underneath it. That's in the Hot Springs camp. I'm going to wait until I buy that bad boy, and I'm going to start mowing down hordes. Yeah. All right. Uh, Alex will be with us, but he's uh, currently still making dinner for the kiddos, so he's going to be joining us late. Uh, so, yield. Yes. Let's do our updated trophy counts. Let's. I am level 40, total trophies of 9,995. 95. You couldn't really get five want- more. I really wanted to, um, but I'm so, going to explain to you. Okay, why so ne- I so so this week for next week's show, you're only allowed five trophies, so you better why? make them count because that way you're an even ten thousand next week. Oh come on! I think you should go for it. Actually, I think I have more. You didn't update it. You didn't sync well, it. Well, I've been playing on three different consoles over the last uh, week. So I, it's very possible that I have five more. 
Um, matter of fact, as you uh, go through the rest of the list, I'm actually going to go and update that and see if it changes. Because right. uh, I actually I think I have five more. Okay. Uh, and well, I have 119 Platinums. Yes, I got one more. Uh, it was Days Gone. Okay. Well, I'll read the rest of this. You go update. All right. So, so Alex is a level 31 with a trophy count of 6,858 with 102 Platinums and 101 games. Steven is a level 15 with a trophy count of 2,150 and a Platinum count of 11. Sid is a level 38 with a trophy count of 8,801 and a platinum count of 163. He got a new one this past week. And I am currently sitting at level 28 with a trophy count of 5,784 and a platinum count of 90. All right, well, I'm I'm still updating because the reason that I'm having a problem is because I've been taking a PlayStation in a in a case to work with me. I, I'm sure you guys have seen the pictures of them, uh, but that's not connected to the internet. So, at normal times, I leave that case in the car. Uh, so my next day at work, so it's very possible that I have trophies on that system that I just never updated to the uh, to the PlayStation network. Sorry, I'm getting distracted. For viewers, I'm literally, and you'll have seen this, uh, I'm watching the WWE pay-per-view literally as we're watching this, and something just happened, which I'm not going to spoil it. Why not? The uh, pay-per-view would be over by now. True. Uh, do you care? I mean, I, I don't and, know if and, you're going to watch and, it. And, and, and Raw would know, because I'd be at my buddy's house watching it right now, not recording if I was watching it. Well, I don't know if you were going to watch it later. Uh, no. Carmelo apparently got hurt during the match. and uh, Oh, Bormella! Hey, don't talk about my Staten Island girl. I will talk. I just, I hate that woman. That's the princess of Staten Island right there. And, and, and I hated her even more after she cost me all those points at WrestleMania. So, Bor- she cost you points at Pennsylvania? Uh, so, Re- Pennsylvania. At WrestleMania. So, so as, as the listeners know, I do... The wrestling scorecard. Me and my buddies do the wrestling scorecard. So for the women's battle royal, all right, I had, I I have to go look at my paper. I had three or all four of the final four women, and I had the, and I had uh, Sarah, Sarah Logan, Sarah Logan winning. So Sarah chucks out one of my final four. She wins, or so we thought she wins. I'm all kinds of excited because I had, like, all Final Four, and I had the winner. I'm like, yeah, all kinds of early points. And then Bormella crawls out from under the ring, chucks out Sarah Logan, and totally screwed me of, like, 12 points. Wow. So, I already didn't like her to begin with, and now they just gave me a new reason to not like her. So, that all being said, I still wouldn't kick her out of bed for eating crackers, but she still I still call her Bormella. Alright, uh, I have updated the PlayStation. I did not look at the trophies. I'm going to the app right now to look at it. Uh, Yo, do you want to give me a drum roll? Apparently not. Well, I am. It's just not picking up. There it is. Now it was picking up on, on the on the mic mic. Making the mic right. mic. Uh, I only have two more trophies. 
Anyway, back to the, the WrestleMania okay. thing. Uh, WrestleMania thing, the pay per view thing. Uh, Carmella got hurt, and she came back out, and the match just ended. Well, that's all right. Uh, do you, well, do, well do, you, do you want to know who wins? Who wins? Bailey. That's not a shock. I was kind of hoping that uh, Nikki would win, but Nikki Cross. Yeah. Yeah, something about her. But. But I, I, my niece is probably all kinds of happy because she's a Bailey, Bailey backer. Bailey backer. Bailey all backer. right. Uh, so what have you been playing, Yield? So me. So uh, I played some rock band this week because I, I, even though no one else showed up for band practice. And then I didn't show up because nobody else has been showing up. I said, fuck it. So well, and plus last week you said we'll, we'll get it next season. Yeah, I did. I, I showed up. What was it Wednesday? And it hadn't started yet, so I came back Thursday. Anyway, so I played some Rock Band 4. I played... So, World of Warships, Days Gone, and... I believe that's it. I don't think I dove into anything else. Oh, and Sniper Elite V2. Okay. Uh, I have been playing Days Gone, finished up the Platinum. Uh, I not only was... I wasn't just satisfied with the platinum. I had to kill all forty hordes because I uh, felt... so you can get the platinum before killing all forty hordes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, the forty hordes is not a part of the uh, killing hordes is not a trophy, except for killing your first horde. Okay, which you can do either story mode or randomly. Right. Yeah. Um. But uh, the developer lied to me. At PAX, you don't have to kill a minimum of three hordes. You have to kill a minimum of four hordes. Oh, so you do have to kill one random one, then? No. Oh, no, you come across four in the story? Correct. Oh, okay. Which is a little bit of a spoiler, but it's not really a spoiler, because I'm not telling you the context of which you got to do it. And I also found out, check this out, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. If you kill the horde... Before you get to the story mission, yeah, you just bypass that story mission or that part of the story mission. Oh, really? Yes, because there there is a horde. Um, now I'm not going to spoil it for you. Okay, but Good. there there's a horde that is shown to you. Okay, that you have to take out later in the game. Okay. So when it was shown to me, part of the story, we didn't fight it. But as soon as I was done with that story mission, I went back to fight that horde. All right. And then later in the in the game, uh, right at the end, part of the mission is you have to go to that area and you have to clear out the horde so you can get this item that's it, at that location. I showed up and it says kill the horde. I go down. I'm like, fuck, I got to kill this horde again? I go down, and it's like, oh, find the piece. And I left, and it, it said Horde Extinguished. But oh, I also okay. noticed that when I, when I killed it randomly, it never gave me credit for killing the Horde. Because you can kill every part of a Horde, but if you leave one Freaker alive... Then the Horde's not dead. Then the Horde's not dead. It doesn't respawn, but you don't, kill, you don't get credit for killing the Horde. And there's also been Hordes that I've killed... 
there's still like ten freakers around. Yeah. So. <coughs> yeah, uh, I, 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 like I said, I noticed that when I killed my first horde. Like I thought I had wiped everybody out, and then as I was riding through the Nero checkpoint, I'm like, oh, here's a few random ones. I'm just going to go ahead and kill them because I was just in the killing mood. And then I got my trophy. Yeah. Yeah. Surprisingly, sometimes you can go. You could be being chased down by a massive horde, and one freaker decides, ah, it's not worth it. I'm just going to hang back. Then you got to go back to that area and find that one freaker. Could be a little bit of annoying. All right. But uh, yeah, I'm hoping for some DLC. I really like the game. Uh, I, I'm interested to see when they come out with the the harder difficulty. Now here here's the intriguing thing. After you've beaten the story, okay, there's more story missions. Really? Yeah. yeah as like possibly setting up a sequel or setting up the DLC. Oh, definitely setting up a sequel. Okay. Well, you know it could be DLC. I, I I'm not gonna overspeak because you know obviously I'm not well, in the developers' heads. Well, yeah, and then and also don't ruin it. I haven't got there yet. Right. Um. But there was a question I was always a- asking myself throughout the game, which uh, yield you've definitely gotten far enough where uh, that question should have popped in your head if you were thinking the same way I was thinking. If that makes sense. Yeah. Which okay. wh- 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 well, which way are you are you thinking? Okay, there's something that happens in the story. No spoilers. Which I then posed the question is like, why is this always this way? And then after you beat the story, you do a story mission, and then you find the answer of like why that was the way it was. You talking about Sarah? No. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, how do I do this without spoiling it? Yeah, how do you do it without spoiling it? Okay. Are, are you talking about the outbreak? No. Okay. Deacon is wondering what happened to someone. So he starts contacting this person called O'Brien. Yeah, his wife. Yeah, I'm that far. Okay, I was trying not to spoil it for the listeners. Um, you know, so you, you you know what goes on through the trailers, man. Okay, so as you're talking to O'Brien, he is always a certain way, and I always wondered why is he that way? Why doesn't he just blank blank blank? I'm trying not to spoil for you too. Oh, okay. Well, I appreciate the blank, blank, blank because I haven't quite gotten that far. Um, but after you beat the story, you go meet O'Brien again, and then now you then you find out the answer. And then he gives you blank, blank, blank. Okay. Well, you 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 find out blank, blank, blank. Okay. See, All I don't right. want to say because I don't want to like the the question I was asking is is an innocent question. But in the general concept of all that I'm talking about right now, it it's a spoiler to find out that you find out the answer to that question. Okay. Even though it's an innocent question at the beginning. All right. Does that make sense to you? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Because <laughs> I'm sitting there going, how do I explain this without spoiling it? 
There's probably not a way. Okay. I've, I've, well, only, I've only confronted O'Brien once. Where he was tapping okay. him with his gun going, going I'm touching you. Or, <laughs> I'm making contact. This is contact. I was like, that's pretty good. Alright, Alex is here, uh, as you've heard already. Uh, just in the have nick of time, because Alex... Have they heard? Yes, because that's the way I'm going to edit the show. Is that you interrupted it. Oh, alright, that works. Well, I like how are, you were going to move we... on to the news without asking me what I've been playing. I don't say well, what has he been playing, because we just got done with that. He can tell us now. I was just about to ask him. I didn't okay. know he was here. Well, he's, oh. he, he, he's, he's like a, a, an enigma. You, you I'm, like, I'm like Sly Cooper. All right, uh, Alex, since you're here. All you motherfuckers. All right, Alex, since you're here, I have a theory about Game of Thrones' uh, final episode tonight. Don't spoil anything like you spoiled the whole uh, Battle of Winterfell. I didn't. Sp- you kind of did. Spoil that. I mean, How did I spoil generally. that? Uh, listeners, if you haven't seen it yet, don't skip ahead 10 seconds. <laughs> you, you, uh, you said the Night King died, and he actually did die. You didn't know ahead of time, but still. Oh, yeah, I didn't know he was actually going to die. And I actually said in the episode, I don't know if this is true. I'm just making the exception. I mean, no. it's kind of oh. the thing that had to happen, let's be honest. But Yeah. I, I was like, did I really spoil it? Like, what the hell did I do? All right, so uh, you're all caught up, right, Alex? Yeah, we're uh, going to watch the final episode tonight. Okay, so uh, you don't care if I spoil this, right? No. Okay. Here's my theory, Alex. And when the show comes out, uh, either I'm going to be completely made an ass of, or I'm going to look like a fucking genius. Uh, Alright, so as of this recording, uh, we are recording this before Game of Thrones comes out. Correct, Alex? Yes, we are. About two hours, well, an hour and a half right now before it comes out. Okay, so here's my theory. I don't think Daenerys went crazy. I think Bran warred into the dragon, destroyed the city to make Daenerys look bad, which then is going to make Jon turn on Daenerys, kill her, and because he doesn't want the throne, Bran is taking the throne. I mean, that's... I, I respect that you have that theory, but that's kind of crazy. I mean, you... Uh, no, there's no way Bran had anything to do with that because... Uh, wait, wait, I, they, I, I uh, have They did so much with Daenerys' character, and she lost so much. That they kind of, they, they set it up to where she was going, I mean, she's not insane like her father. She's a pissed off queen. She's not mad like her father. Her father buried wildfire all over the city to destroy it so nobody else could get it. She's not like that. She's just pissed off that she's lost so many people, and she's reacting the only way she knows how. She's not insane. Okay, but I, ha- I have some facts to support my theory here. I hear a cat. Yeah, it's Cosmo. Okay. Hi, Cosmo. All right, so here's my my facts. One, once the dragon took off after the bell told, we never saw Daenerys again. So we never saw her reaction. Yes, you did. You saw her reaction, like, when she looked at the Red Keep after the bells told, and she got this look of, like, anger and fierceness. No, no, no. No, after the dragon took off, I'm saying... You never saw her reaction. So, there she could have been, if, if Bran wasn't in control of the dragon, 
Daenerys could have been like, no, 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 stop this. We got to stop this. Trying to get control of the dragon, and the dragon wasn't listening that, because it was being warged into by Bran. That dragon doesn't do anything without Daenerys. That, that, that dragon doesn't do anything. Uh, Drogon is not the one who... Uh, he did, like Daenerys controls him at this point. Like, yes, there was a point in time where Drogon went off and did his own thing, and he was not happy. But I mean, Daenerys what? was controlling him at that point. Not if Bran is warged into him. There was no indication that Bran warged into him. People are people are, are theorizing that Bran warged into the horse that came to Arya. But that the, too. <laughs> but Bran has never shown that ability to warg into a creature of that size. So, and there was no indication that, that he was at play at this this. Uh, and that's. That's why I'm saying that's the big reveal is that Bran has been evil this entire time and he had this power, never shown it, so nobody would suspect him. So when he did warg into the dragon to make Daenerys look bad, to have Jon kill her so he could take the throne. He can't he can't warg into something that far away, can he? We don't know. I mean Ashley says I, no, I'm, and she's more I, I'm, authority listen, on Game of Thrones than either one of us. Listen, I'm just theorizing this whole entire thing. Like I said, I can look like a total ass once this happens, or I can look like a fucking genius. I don't know. We'll find out in an hour and a half, you know, plus. But, I mean, but that's my look theory. Look at this way, Tricky. She had lost all of her allies. She had lost, or most of her allies. She had lost half her army by going to fight for the North. Varys and Tyrion were starting to turn on her. Like, this, they set it up to where she was losing everything. She lost John because John doesn't want to be with her romantically now. So, um, like, it makes sense. I, I mean, it, there's no way this was like uh, Bran had to convince John to go after her. After, after this point, I mean, Danny clearly is snapped at that point, or she just was like, "Fuck this! I'm going to tear everything up." Uh, or... After this point, she's probably going to go after Sansa, and that's what's going to cause John to kill her. Or they've set it up to look this way, and as Game of Thrones has always done, had major swerves in it, you're never going to see this one coming. Yeah, I, I don't know if I, uh, I mean, the whole thing, like, I think most people figured that the, the, the pieces were in place for her to do that, they just didn't want it to happen. I don't think, I mean, shocking? Not really. I mean, if, you know, Tyrion had done something like, you know, murder Daenerys or murder Jon Snow, that'd be shocking, but for Daenerys to do this and just destroy all of King's Landing based on some of the quotes she said during the show, some of the things she's done, some of the brutality she's acted with, it's not shocking. I'm just saying, this is my theory. I could be proven wrong. I could be 100% wrong, but that's my theory. No, and, you know, this, she's the big bad now. It was never Cersei. It wasn't the Night King. It's It's Daenerys. Okay, uh, you're going to say what you're playing, and you're going to talk with Yield. I have to go run and do something real quick. So, I've been playing, I downloaded, like I said it went on last week's show, I downloaded What Remains of Edith Finch, which is a PlayStation Plus free game for this month, and it's one of those games that most people who played it would probably describe it as not a game. You know, it's kind of like, people said Heavy Rain wasn't really a game. This, this game, it's, I, I'm enjoying it. It's kind of nice to have, like, after playing through the intensity of Bayonetta and then just, like, the entirety and the enormity of God of War and all and everything that was laden in that. It's nice to come to a smaller story that's told in a much different way. I'm not fighting anything. I'm just kind of exploring this old house to learn about um, Edith's family, her ancestors, and why so many people in her family have 
um, well, I don't want to spoil anything, but you're basically learning about her family. Uh, you're filling out a family tree as you go through the, the house room by room. I'm about two hours in, I'd say. It's just, it's kind of a, it's kind of horrific at points, but also at more times relaxing. So it, it's just basically a pure exploration game. It's not point and click. I, it, I kind of find it hard to describe, but I am enjoying it because it's, it's mostly story-based. There's not any combat as far as I know. It's just a first-person adventure where you're exploring the depths and the, um, uh, I, I, I don't know, the, uh, the history of your family and understanding the members of your family better and why some of those, why those people are no longer there. So it's an interesting uh, game concept, and it's really cool how they do tell the story. It's gotten a lot of praise for the way it does storytelling. It's really cool because, like, a lot of the dialogue will come up on screen, and then, like, once it's given you have time to read it, it'll kind of, like, fall away or fade away off the screen. You know, there was one instance where all the letters, like, actually fell onto the trail in front of me as I was walking to the house, which is really cool. And they've got, like, referential bits, like, you know, during uh, one of the um, story pieces for uh, family member Lewis, you see, like bits of the level I shouldn't say level but bits of his arc that look like a Zelda game and then some that look like a Mario game and it's just a really cool that they like in some parts of it reference other games without being anything like those games um Yield do I sound like I'm rambling because I feel like I'm not accurately describing this game but I'm saying exactly what I've experienced so far no I think you're fine yeah it's it's just an exploration game like so mired in story and narrative and just told in a very novel way uh, it's very like isolated because you know as you go through the game you're basically one character at a time which is a really cool concept and it ranges you know from like a baby to an adult um, so yeah I, I like the way the story's being told some of the some of the characters like their bits last a little too long or like they feel a little uh, like the controls don't work all that well but um for the most part, like I, I like the game because it's it's far different than any other game I played recently. It's a nice breather in between all these other more intense games that I've played. So if you like uh, a first-person exploration game where this character is looking to the history of their family and just it's a very narratively a novel. Uh, that's not what I would say. It's a very uh, different way to tell a narrative. Then I, I think that I mean it's free, so you might as well check it out. And it doesn't seem like a very long game, so uh, there unfortunately is no platinum. But, you know, the trophies aren't, like, going to be too hard to get. So uh, you get a good story, a very relaxing game that is at times very supernatural and very bizarre. And, you know, you get some trophies along the way. So I, I would, you know, say everyone should go play What Remains of Edith Finch. At least download it and try it out. Uh, okay, I just came back to the conversation. But isn't there, like, a a creative part of that game? A what? A creative, like, not like a little big planet type thing, but, like, you create your own levels or something? Yeah, so when I first downloaded the game, it gave me the option to download one of two modes, create, and then the other mode, which is just like the story mode, I guess. And it said, hey, choose which one you want to download and play, or play first, and the other will download in the background. So I chose the story first because I wasn't really looking to create much. I, when it comes to video games, I will create you know cars in Rocket League or wrestlers in wrestling games, but I don't really like to create entire worlds. That just takes too much of my time. Okay. Uh, so you don't know what you're playing? Yeah, no, just um, what remains of Edith Finch, and I would definitely recommend it to everybody because who doesn't? Who couldn't do with some good story? All right. Uh, I've been playing one other game, which I'm sure you guys know already, but we're gonna get to into that in our topic of the week. Uh, all right. So our first article we have here: 
Ubisoft is planning four major AAA releases through March 2020. And they're all Assassin's Creed. <laughs> uh, so, uh, unfortunately, Yield, I have some bad news uh, from something you said last week. Uh, Skull and Bones has been delayed to after March 2020. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, really? So... Hey, if that you is can not... wait for Duke Nukem Forever, Yield, you can defend that game. You can do the same for Skull and Bones. Oh, I know. I'll wait. I was just really looking forward to it this year. Alright, so that means that is not one of the four AAA games. One of the AAA, four, one of the four is Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Um, so, uh, as Skull and Bones is the reason is not expected to release after March 2020 due to the fact that the Ubisoft's pirate game has been delayed past the fiscal year, um. So, we have four games that are coming. Now there is a rumor for one of them. I think I put the in here. Yeah. Uh, actually, I made this the last topic for some reason. Uh, one of the games is possibly Splinter Cell. Uh, in a tweet, uh, that I'm now trying to find. Okay. Uh, according to the tweet, Julian Garrity. Say tweeted out working on the next hashtag Splinter Cell. Uh, can't wait for E3 crossover with the crew, and missing only missing Ghost Recon and Rainbow Six game, but on their way. Far Cry hashtag Far Cry hashtag For Honor hashtag Division Two hashtag Rainbow Six Siege hashtag Ghost Recon. In uh, approximately half an hour later, he tweeted out, "Okay, please don't retweet. I may be in trouble." And that's because an Ubisoft PR has sent out an official statement regarding Julian's tweets. And it's a little bit of a rain on the parade that Splinter Sales fans are having right about now. Quote, Julian was obviously joking, as Julian likes to do. It looks like our creative directors are having fun right now. We do not have any announcements to make at this time. Hopefully, Garrity isn't disappeared overnight as if you were one Sam Fisher's targets because Ubisoft is clearly not happy right now. So... I'm going to go out on a limb right now and say Splinter Cell is coming. Ubisoft is just pissed that he announced it on Twitter instead of an official announcement. But let's assume Splinter Cell isn't coming. Something went wrong. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're damn right something went wrong on Twitter because Ubisoft's pissed. <laughs> that was just perfect timing. You know what? At I, this point, go ahead and announce it. Why would you deny it? If it actually is a thing... It's already People already think it's coming, so just announce it if it's already there or just blatantly deny it. Uh, so at, okay, assuming that Ubisoft is, uh, telling the truth and Splinter Cell isn't coming, what four games could Ubisoft be coming with? Because, obviously, Assassin's Creed's not gonna be one, because they already announced they're taking a year off with that. Are we looking at another Rainbow Six? Maybe a Rayman game? We're looking at Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed's already been denied. It said that they were taking a year off. What about oh. Rayman? They haven't come out with a Rayman game in a little bit. All right, what about Rabbits? Eh, do we need more Rabbits? <laughs> I'm not excited about a Rabbits uh, game. I'm just throwing out a hypothesis here. A sequel to For are Honor? List of Ubisoft, are you looking up a list of Ubisoft games? No, I'm... Tr- well, I mean, as of right now, outside of Naughty Dog, because they've made... They make some fa- fantastic games. Ubisoft is my favorite, second favorite developer, but... I am going to look up Ubisoft games right now. Uh, 
let's see. They they're known for Assassin's Creed, Rainbow Six, The Division, For Honor, Far Cry, Watch Dogs, Ghost Recon, Wildlands, Rainbow. Okay, so the crew. So I mean, I could see another Far Cry. They just did a one. Yeah, New Dawn. Is that out? Yeah. Yeah. New Dawn is out. Yes. Okay. All right. Maybe not. Uh, another Watch Dogs game. That's a possibility. Let's see what else. What else we got here? Okay, Just Dance is obviously one. Ooh. <laughs> uh, Steep Two. They also did uh, South Park: The Fractured But Whole, but there's, it's way too early to see another one of those kind of games. What about Prince of Persia? That's been kind of a long time coming. Uh, Rocksmith? I'm going to go ahead and say that I think actually Rayman. I, I, I'd say that Rayman. Oh, Beyond Good and Evil 2. Is that counted as one of them? Uh, that could count as one, yeah. Well, we'll probably we'll see that one. We All should right. see that one. I think, so, I I guess, think a Rayman uh, we'll game, too. We'll find out more about after at uh, E3. I say Rayman because I think they're due for a Rayman, Rayman game. Because right, they've so, actually done some really good Rayman games recently. All right, uh, I put this bit in here just because it excites me. Uh, Last of Us Two, Last of Us Part Two is entering its final stages of development. Uh, so, I just wanted to say that because I'm happy. Yeah, but what and does that mean? Ha- <laughs> we still will just, see it for another, like probably until 2020. I'm hoping to get it later this year. I mean, but what I find out uh, in this article is that not only did they announce that they're, uh, you know, ending the uh, towards the end of development, debel development. What the hell kind of word is that? Development. Uh, the same tweet actually put out that they have open positions for a lot of spots. So it seems like maybe development is not as done as you know they're implying it is. You guys are just talkative today. Uh, I was just pretty talkative about Ubisoft. Uh, no, sorry, I was uh, Facebook messaging about Torment and Ghost on Game of Thrones. So, okay. I, I wasn't as much paying attention to what you were saying because um, <laughs> I mean, you you got well, out no. your little bit about The Last of Us too, and yeah, we're all excited for that. We want to play that, but I kind of shut right. down after that. You guys like uh, John Wick? Uh, I've never seen it, but I hear. That they're actually pretty good movies. All right. Despite, well, the I know fact guys... that, despite the fact that Keanu Reeves is the protagonist. Hey, just don't fuck with his dog. That's all that matters. Look, that dude was born to play uh, Bill from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. Bill S. Preston Esquire. Is that his name? I don't know. I've never seen any of the Bill no, Ted movies. No, he's Ted. No, he's Ted. Uh, he's Ted. Yeah, sorry. I Bill, Bill Esquire is the other one. Yeah. The, the guy. I've, who I've never seen any of the movies. Yeah. Well, there's only two. It's not like there's a, a series of Bill and Ted movies. Well, I'm sorry. I, I was implying I've never seen any of the John Wicks or the Bill and Ted's. Uh, Yield, what's what's Ted's full name? Do you know? Logan. Ted not... Lo- Theodore Logan? There you go. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, that dude was born to play that role in maybe a little bit of Neo in the Matrix, but nothing else. 
Really? I don't know. He, I mean, I haven't seen a John Wick movie, but he seems like he does a pretty good job. Well, I mean, like I said, I've, I've heard, only heard good, like, nothing but good things, but given the fact that uh, every other movie I've seen him in since Bill and Ted has been like, this is who you cast to play this role, uh, I, I find it hard to believe until I can actually see it with my own eyes. Despite how many times I watched Speed with him and Sandra Bullock. I used to love to watch that movie for some reason. All right. James, uh, you're awful talkative. Well, you you were going off. Uh like 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 you guys. I know you guys don't I know you guys don't like Fortnite, but Fortnite and John Wick crossovers had has added Keanu Reeves to the Battle Royale. Uh, for a limited time, player uh, it adds John Wick to the game alongside a variety of skins. Fortnite cross John Wick. Wick's bounty is available for solo, duos, and squads and awards one gold coin for every elimination score. In addition, an elimination also bags you the number of gold coins your victim has amassed. So taking out a dominating player can be worth a huge amount. The top three bounty leaders with the most coins are displayed in a HUD scoreboard. The first player to collect 1,000 coins wins the match. Possessing a certain number of gold coins activates game elements designed to make the game more difficult. With 400 coins in your possession, the bounty leaders can be seen on the map when they are nearby, moving or shooting. At 600 coins, bounty leaders can be seen by everyone on the map and have a glow effect around their character. The trailer, which shows off the new John Wick skin, pokes fun at Fortnite's Reaper skin from Season 3, which is based on John Wick but not as accurate as Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves' facial features on the new official version. As for the collectibles, the John Wick set includes the skin, as well as simple sledge pickaxe. There are also free John Wick challenges that provide free rewards, including gold gold coin back bling. Try saying that ten times fast. The one-shot glider and the boogeyman wrap. So, uh, I, I brought this up only because of the fact that how do you guys feel about a game like Fortnite, which is obviously dominating, adding in uh, movie tie-ins? I mean, obviously they did the Avengers with Thanos. Now they're doing John Wick. How do you guys feel about, you know, not just Fortnite doing it, but other games tying into movies that are just popular at that time to create a buzz about the game? I think it's a smart thing to do for Fortnite. I may not like to play it, but it's, it's a good way for them to... Uh to bring in a larger audience or keep their audience interested to have these ongoing events. I mean, that's, you know, you see that with Pokemon Go, with Rocket League. The way you keep people invested and interested is have more and more events. I didn't like the tie-in so much when it was actually in Avengers Endgame. The fact that uh, Thor and his friends, Korg and Meek, were playing Fortnite is a little bit too much. But uh, as far as in the game, I think it's a good thing. Yield? I'm fine with it. Because I think the the John Wick is kind of cool. Sometimes they get corny, but I, I think this I think this would work well with Fortnite. All right. I, I mean i I don't have a huge problem with it, but I just think I think it's a little corny that they're adding movie tie-ins to Fortnite. But uh, you know, if it jumps up, you know, press and you know recognition, why not? I don't have a problem with that at that point. All right, so our last bit of news, um, which uh, Stephen had some comments on our Facebook group when I posted this in there. Uh, PlayStation 5 release date and price 
is the great news PlayStation fans deserve. Now, I'm going to start this off by saying this is not confirmed, but that this is uh, uh, an analyst speculating. Uh, the PlayStation 5 is expected to cost a very affordable $499 and will launch in November 2020. That's if respected Sony analyst Hideki Yasuda's latest comments are accurate, with the commentator revealing that his informed expectations in his latest quarterly analysis report for the ACE Research Institute. So, two things right there. One, launch 2020. That sounds feasible. You agree? <laughs> you I know, agree. It sounded like you said lunch 2020. November 2020. Oh, yeah, that sounds completely plausible. Because the, the reports coming from Sony said we wouldn't see it before April of 2020. That's, what, seven months after that and near the holiday period when they would likely try to get a console out so they can make that cashola. Yeah, that makes well, sense. Well, they did release... Didn't they release the PlayStation 4 in November? Or was that in February? I mean, when was the last time you can think of a console and maybe someone can pipe up right away and tell me? When's the last time you could think of a console that wasn't released toward the end of the year? Uh, the Switch was released in March. No, oh, well, like I said, somebody can probably pipe up, but I mean, anything that I can think of from the Nintendo 64 to the GameCube to the PS4 to the PS2, it all seemed like it came out toward the end of the year. Uh, the PlayStation 4 actually came out November 15th, so yeah, seems plausible. All right, so the next point, okay, which well, I hold, hold on, at. has a Sony console ever not come out toward the end of the year? Maybe that's the better question to ask. Uh, let me Google it. Uh, PS1 release date. Uh, PlayStation 1 came out December 3rd. Holiday timeline. PS2 came out March uh, 2000. March? Okay, well. And the PS3 came out in November. PS4? And November. So 75% of the consoles came out toward the end of the year. So, I mean, we're running pretty good odds that it's going to come out in November. All right, so the next point is he says it's a very affordable price of $499. i am feeling there's going to be a little bit of a blowback from you guys saying that that's not very affordable. It's 100 bucks more than the Switch is right now. Isn't that 100 bucks more than the PlayStation 4 launched at? Or was that the price that the PlayStation 4 launched at? Uh, PlayStation 4 launched at 400 and I think the Switch launched at 3 Okay, yeah, you're right. Sorry, 3 um, At least it's not 600 like the PS3. Yield, what do you think? I guess it depends on what we get with it. Well, if they're going to force like a bunch of... Um, oh, what is it? Um, if they're going to force a bunch of VR technology on us and pump up the price because of that, then I'm not cool with that, and I'll just wait to buy it until it goes on sale. That's probably what I'll do. I'll just keep playing my Switch. But yeah, if that's part of the reason, because I know that there is some VR tech in it that they're trying to get in more people's homes, if that is the reason it costs more, you know, it's not going to be the sole reason. There's going to be a lot of things that factor into it that go into the box that make it cost that much. But if that is something that kicks it up, then I'm not going to be happy about that. Take your VR fucking elsewhere, Sony. I, I think they're going to bundle uh, a VR into this. And I, I think the actual console is probably going to cost 
about 400 and they're going to bundle in a VR headset maybe when you, when you say bundle do you mean like a separate SKU or do you think all the all the PS5s that come out at launch they're going to have a VR headset in them I think they're going to have a VR headset in them and I think it's going to be PlayStation VR 2 I think that, there's going to be an updated version of the PlayStation VR that's more affordable and they're going to bundle it in together That that is a mistake they need to sell it as a separate SKU well, okay, I'm sure that there will be a separate skew. What I'm saying is, I think. Well, okay, let me let me clarify what I'm saying here, yeah, because I maybe I didn't accurately say it. I think there's going to be two skews released, but I think the five, the four ninety nine price point is going to be the skew that has the system and the VR bundled in together and there will probably be a cheaper skew for the system by itself but I think the 499 price point is the console and the headset together that would seem cheap for the console and the headset together but because I would think it would be at least 600 well I mean that could be I mean I'm just I'm speculating here obviously I don't have any information so, all right. Uh, sorry, listeners. I'm still being uh, distracted. I'm watching the pay per view next next to us. Uh, the Shane McMahon Miz match just ended. Didn't that just start at eight o'clock? It started at seven o'clock. Oh, they've gone uh, three matches so far. Would you like to know who's what? Who's won what so far? No, this is a PlayStation podcast, not a wrestling podcast. Mm-hmm. All right, so going back to the agenda, um, that is the end of our topics, but we do have a topic of the week. Now, I did say earlier that, sorry, got distracted again. Uh, there's one other game that I was playing, and obviously that's Division 2. And they, I know you guys don't play Division 2. Uh, Yield, I know you're still on Division 1. Yes. Uh, but... They had Division Two has released officially released their eight man uh, raid, which is uh, called Dark Hours, uh, and it requires you to have pre made teams of eight players, uh, and they are not allowing matchmaking for the raid, which means uh, that if you get into the raid and somebody leaves, you cannot add somebody back to the raid. Now, that's not so bad, but the problem is is the raid is hard as hell, and it takes two-plus hours to beat. So that's requiring eight people to do nothing for two hours, not take a bathroom break, not take a smoke break, nothing for two well, straight shit, hours. You couldn't do that. You'd have to leave six times okay. for smoke breaks. All, right. All jokes aside. I'm not joking. But the fact of the matter is, so my question to you guys is, should a game which allows you to matchmake on every other aspect making a decision to not allow matchmaking on their biggest uh, content that they've re- released is that a smart decision? Like, how mad are you? Would you guys be if you know you were in a Rocket League tournament and you got to the you know the the finals and your your goalie had to 
you know, go somewhere and you're not allowed to replace your goalie. Now you have to finish that tournament with just the two of you. That'd be rough, but... Yeah, but anyone who goes into a raid goes to it with the understanding that they're going to be there for a while. It's not like people well, who play World of Warcraft are getting into a raid and then 15 minutes later, like, well, i got to go shopping for tortilla chips. I'll see you all later. Well, he, well, here's the thing. One, when the raid came out, they, uh, they had a contest for the first people to beat it. Uh, legit in the world, we're going to be immortalized in the game. So, obviously, when the raid came out, everybody jumped on it. Uh, to this day, as of this recording, nobody on consoles has been able to beat the raid. Uh, they're just saying it's way too hard for anybody on console to beat it right now. They're, the developers are going to have to nerf it. But the one team that has beaten it, which did it live on Twitch, uh, I, as I told you, it's a two-hour raid. It took them five hours to do it. Well, what they do it on then? If you PC. Had no one, oh, they did it on PC? Right. So, that that's what I'm saying. It's like five hours into a process, and, you know, if you stop, you have to completely start all over again. So, the the actual team that beat it, they actually lost their eighth man halfway, uh, halfway through the final battle because he lost his internet connection and wasn't able to get back into it, which I thought was bullshit, by the way. But, you know... Not being able to match make and replace that person, especially after five hours on a raid that you only expected to sit there for two hours, you know, it, to me that's a little bit of bullshit. Like, I if there's allowing matchmaking on every aspect, you should not have stopped it for this. What? Well, my question to you guys is simply this: like, if you're able to match make for everything and be able to, you know, have fun with the game, you know, something like this. Taking away the matchmaking aspect, I think this is a, is a mistake by the developer. And I'm asking your opinion about it like that. Should they have allowed matchmaking on this raid? And and that makes it different from every other aspect of the game. I don't. I haven't played that many raids as far. You know, I played Pokemon Go, so I know raids in there. But I don't really. I don't know how other games handle raids. So, to be honest, to have something where it's like it could last five hours to where people can't go anywhere or do anything, I think that's ludicrous. I think that should exist in games. That's my answer, is that kind of crap shouldn't exist. I yield. I haven't really done raids either. I do think it's kind of silly that if someone leaves, you can't... Replace them. Replace them because... I could see people getting into a raid and then deciding, like, as soon as it starts, going, you know what, I'm done, and then leaving, and you hose everybody else because they're expecting, hey, I got a full squad. I mean, Rocket Rocket League games are perfect because they're five minutes, and, you know, you don't necessarily need to pause when you're playing online because it's such a short amount of time, but I... One of the things that annoys me the most in video games is when I can't just pause it and go do something. I should be able to pause at pretty much any moment in the game and go do something else if I need to. Well, the the only reason that this has angered me is because, you know, as a, if you're in an eight-man squad and, like, the guy that beat it, Marco Style NL on PC, they lost their eighth man due to him losing his internet connection. So, like, if the game glitches, if if you lose your internet connection or whatever... 
and you've gone that far into the raid, and all of a sudden now you can't back get back into the raid that you were legit there the whole time. See, and with no matchmaking, you couldn't even replace the guy with just you know a random person. You're stuck. You know, imagine spending five hours on a raid and then losing you know losing your internet connection through no fault of your own, and now you can't finish it. That's why I'm bringing this up is because it's like to me, I think. This was a, a mistake by a developer, and you know uh, stuff like this has happened in other games where they've made some boneheaded decision that changed one aspect of a game that's different from the rest of the ninety-eight percent of the game, and that's why I brought this up to you guys. No, if I was playing in that match and something like that happened, I would be pissed as hell because I just wasted five hours of my life. So I think that uh, I mean some people like raiding, but. If something in a game is going to take that long and you can't pause it or get up or walk away, it shouldn't exist in a game. We have lives. Things happen. We have to go. We're not encouraging people to sit and not eat and not bathe and not take a piss to play a video game. Like uh, the endless set list in Rock Band. Get that crap out of here. Uh, But no, something should not last this long where you can't take a break from it. That's sending the wrong message to people. All right. So, let's close out the show, because obviously this topic of the week was a little bit of a bust than what I thought it was going to be. Alright, so, uh, let's do some housekeeping. Let's clean this shit up. ProofofGamer.com is looking for some writers, podcasters, video editors, news, sports, and generalized help with the site. If you're interested in applying, go to ProofofGamer.com, click on the help WhatsApp, and fill out the application, and I will get back to you as soon as possible. While you're there, be sure to check out all of our articles and all of our videos. <laughs> Speaking of videos... Uh, guess what they did today, guys? It's a little mean. What did you do today? You wrote an article? I did not, but I made you a video. You put up a spoiler video that spoiled I, something I that everyone loved? Well, it could be a little bit of a spoiler video. Um, the goddess, who does not like gore and does not like uh, gratuitous violence, I sat her down and made her watch a video of every fatality in Mortal Kombat 11. Oh, that was awfully nice of you. Yeah, that's going to be uploaded on YouTube later tonight. So go check that out. It's pretty funny. Hey, goddess, make him watch videos of spiders. Speaking of spiders. Um, I can Instant no longer play Mortal Kombat 11. I can no longer play Mortal Kombat 11. Why is there a big spider in Mortal Kombat 11? Oh, do they have animalities in there? <laughs> Did somebody turn no. into a spider? No. There's actually one uh, stage where there's a giant-ass spider right in the middle of the backstage. And then if you go to the right, there's a big-ass spider that comes down a tunnel. But I never noticed it because I was always you know, so uh, concentrating on the fight that I never looked in the background until I went to go do a fatality and then the spider ran at me and I messed up the button coordination. <laughs> right, look, look, Tricky, here's the thing. I don't like snakes, but I can I can like go to a zoo and see a snake behind a glass wall. You know, even smaller snakes, I can touch them. Uh, I can see snakes on TV. I can see pictures of snakes. You can't even see a, a fake spider in a video game. Like, are you really going to stop Somebody get these Mortal Kombat snakes because of this? I, I, I can't do it. I'm uh, See, I going back to even the video of my mother... Uh, getting me that little uh, mechanical spider for Christmas and scaring the shit out of me. I, I try. 
Which was yeah. funny, by the way. Pure gold. I see in that moment, I cannot see the funny. All I see is tremendous fear. Like my body seizes up in. Oh. I cannot, unless somebody has a direct fear or something, I, you could never understand what I feel. And I mean, I have, a, I have a pretty big fear of snakes, and I'm not like that. Okay, but you can deal with it. I can't. If I see a spider, my body locks up. But if you, I don't understand, like, if you know that spider can't hurt you. Like, if you're looking, I've sent him pictures. I've texted pictures of a picture of a spider that I took. Not even a picture of a spider, a drawing of a spider. And he got freaked out. If you know that that spider can't hurt you, if that it's a picture and you know it can't possibly hurt you outside of a paper cut, don't, can't you tell yourself logically, this is fine, I'm okay? Okay, have, have you ever been driving down the road uh, when it's been raining or snowing or whatnot? And no, you're driving... never. I only drive in, in sunny Sh- weather. Can you shut up for five seconds? <laughs> You've never been driving down the road and you're passing the car and the car hits a puddle and the water shoots up on your windshield and you duck real quick because it, your brain doesn't have the capacity at that moment to remember there's a windshield and you're not actually going to get hit with the water. Honestly, You've I never had to happen. I've never done that because my one goal when I'm driving a car is to keep looking, like keep uh, always be aware and keep looking ahead as much as I possibly can because I don't want to wreck into anything because I duck and cover okay, for the water. It, it's not you're ducking for the water. It's the your body reacting to oh shit, there's a water coming at me, and do you, you do forget you that there's a windshield in front I'm of you. I'm pretty sure a seatbelt would help with that. Oh my god. Yield, have you ever done that? No. Now, if I don't see it coming, maybe, but it, it, but if I see it coming, I'm not. You don't duck. The windshield's going to catch it. Yep, yeah, but in that split second, your brain doesn't remember there's a windshield in front of you. Mine does. Yeah, so mine I mean, I, I do crossword puzzles regularly, so I exercise my brain. Oh my god. Right, there's listeners out there that know exactly what the hell I'm talking about. You guys are just being stubborn and not <laughs> you're, working you're with me here. You're assuming. You know what? If there's any listeners that do experience that, uh, I'm, we're not going to troll you or, or make fun of you or anything. Has, has, right has anybody page. ever jumped out and scared you? Yeah. It's not the same okay. as driving a car and being in like the rain and knowing that there's a potential that that could happen to you. That's not the same thing. <sighs> okay. If anyone has experienced that besides Tricky, please okay. write in, call in, when post somebody, the when somebody, page. When somebody jumped out and scared you for that split second, you screamed. You completely forget all logic. Like, oh, okay, it's just so-and-so. You're scared in that one moment. That's But, but, uh, but a picture that time storage that you test. see online isn't jumping out at you. It's right there in front of you. It doesn't matter. It what? It does not matter. Shut your hole and know your role. Anyway, catch me streaming on twitch.tv uh, backslash Gamer. You can also catch Smoke uh, streaming too. He streams a lot more than I do nowadays. If you want to get a hold of us, there are several ways to get a hold of us. The phone number is Yield. 330-PROVEN-9. 330-776-8369. And Alex, email? Trophy at ProvenGamer.com. Com. Again, that is dot com. 
That's such a... Get a hold of us on Twitter. Did that throw you off so much that you had to sit there for a good five seconds and and process it? I was going to get something to drink... Or did, someone throw some, or did someone act like they're going to throw some water in front of you and you forgot there was a windshield in front of you momentarily? You know what? How far is Ashley from me right now? Uh, she's a good uh, 20 feet. Bring Ashley onto the show real quick. I want I want to ask her. She doesn't want to be on the show. What? <laughs> a- a- ask her. Tricky wants to ask her, a- ask her a question if she take two minutes to be on the show with us. Well, after hearing your insane Game of Thrones theory, she doesn't want to talk to you right now. She still loves me, though. Yeah, you say that about everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, get a hold of us on Twitter. The site, Proofy Gamer. The show, Trophy Horrors. Me, Tricky Mick. Alex, Saunders Rex. Yield, I yield to no one. Uh, of the podcast, there's uh, two PG spoilers were released. One on Batman Aliens, and the other one was on Hidden Agenda? Yeah, Hidden I Agenda. Know, I don't know. You posted it. Is that what it was on? I think so. It's the Play Link game. I think it's Hidden Agenda. Uh, game Super stuff and massive. Nintendo dual screens. All the podcasts can be found on Apple Podcasts, following iTunes, Stitcher, your various podcast applications on your smart devices, Google Play, tune in, and you can listen to Trophy Horse and Nintendo dual screens on iHeartRadio and Spotify. If you want to get a hold of our PlayStation 4 communities, there's one for the site, Proofy Gamer. There's one for the show called T-Dubs Brothel, because Shuhei will not let us say whores on the network. And you have Yield's group, which is the Platinum Guild, which Yield should be giving me a shout-out for. Uh, see so here, this is... Hey, Yield, yeah, maybe at the at the end of the month. Yield, maybe okay. he finally got the platinum in Ratchet and Clank. Is that what it's for? I think that's what it's for. I think he finally figured out how to beat those easy races. They're not easy. I, uh, sp- well, I got them. Me too. You know what? I, I, I have a challenge that we're going to do off the show. Because I don't, I, I don't want to, I don't want people to uh, call you a, a, a punk ass bitch for not accepting the challenge. Um, so uh, sponsors, uh, Alex, tell us about Extra Life. Extra Life is an annual gaming charity event run to benefit the Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals. If you want to get started, you go to extra hyphen life dot org to sign up. Sorry, I butchered that a little. Let's get it right. Extra hyphen life dot org. You can sign up to join. You can sign up to play on a team. You can create your own team, or you can play solo. The event runs on November second this year, so you've got plenty of time to get ready. From there, you pick a Children's Miracle Network hospital to represent, and you get donations or sponsorships for your twenty-four hour marathon. Sometimes 24, 25 hours, basically a day long marathon. You tell the people who sponsor you that one hundred percent of the donations that you collect will go to the Children's Miracle Network Hospital that you have opted to represent. The model for Extra Life is Play Games, Heal Kids, and it's the best example of a win-win situation you can possibly get. Uh, Yield, tell us about Amazon. So, if you go to provengamer.com, on the side of the screen, there's a banner for Amazon. If you click it, it takes you straight to Amazon. And a portion of the proceeds that you pay to Amazon get kicked back to Proven Gamer. And it helps us get nice cozy chairs for the recording studio. Helps us keep the lights on. Helps us 
put out PG spoilers. Nothing. You didn't even flinch. You're watching the pay-per-view. I am. (laughs) (laughs) They're about to do uh, Becky Two Belts is about to face Lacey Evans. Ah, her first match. (laughs) That'll be a... uh, That'll be one to watch. Well, I'm a little confused by it because they started off with the women's uh, Money in the Bank match. I figured if if Becky's fighting twice, they would give her time in between the fights. Well, yeah, but they also have to split up the Money in the Bank matches because they don't want to have, like, one Money in the Bank match after another because that just, I mean, after after people are so emotionally invested in a certain match, then once that match happens, like, it takes the air out of the room. People are gassed, and they have to have time to recover to cheer for the other one. Yeah, but you could do one. You could start off by doing one of the matches with Becky, then one of the latter matches, and at the end of the night, do the other match with Becky and the other match. Because Becky's wrestling twice. The people in the latter matches aren't wrestling more than once. Well, that's true. I guess Becky versus Lacey should have been on first. That's what I'm thinking. Because I do not expect Lacey Evans to win that match. Anyway, video game I do. Show. I, I do. Uh, That'd be lame as hell. Were you were you done with Amazon Yield, or are you just giving me shit about watching the pay per view? No, I was done. I just I said something about spoilers, and you didn't even flinch. Oh, no, I did because you said uh, it helps keep, helps us release spoilers. Yes. Um. Uh Patreon, patreon.com backslash perfect gamer. Go there, and no matter what uh, tier you decide to support us at, know they greatly appreciate it, and does help keep the lights on, and does help out releasing spoilers. I think my desk just farted. Hate it when that happens. Yes, your desk farted. You know, I say that as a joke, but literally, uh, I have my left elbow on my desk, and my desk just rattled, and I heard a... Maybe maybe it was the spider. I think that's when you, you're really getting old, is when you fart and you don't know it. Like, you can't even take credit for it. I, I didn't fart. Uh, Neither did right. I. Uh, that's it. Let's talk about, uh... Shoutouts? Shoutouts. Uh, Alex, you start with your shoutouts, sir. First and foremost, as always, I want to thank the listeners, the fuel to the fire that is Trophy Horse. Thank you all for your continued support of the show. Without you all, we wouldn't be on iHeartRadio, we wouldn't be on Spotify, and the show wouldn't be continued pushed towards greater greater heights like climbing that ladder and grabbing that briefcase for the Money in the Bank contract. Uh, again, thank you all very much for your continued support. Give a shout-out to Game of Thrones, which is ending tonight, the fiery final episode for nine years now, eight or nine years. It has been, like, one of the best shows on television, so it kind of sucks to see it go. But hopefully there will be a rather big payoff tonight. And, uh... Yeah, Bran takes the throne. Tyrion. I would love to see Tyrion on the throne. I think he's the one that's most deserving. Tyrion's gonna die tonight. No, he's not. Jon's gonna save him. You watch that. Daenerys is gonna kill Sansa... And Tyrion, John's going to kill Daenerys. Bran's taking the throne. John wouldn't let it get to that point. Plus, you're also forgetting Arya. Arya's in there too, so it's going to be Grey Worm and Daenerys versus John and Arya, because she's still in King's Landing, or she's just now leaving King's Landing. But yeah, uh, last but not least, I want to give a shout out to my loving girlfriend Ashley, who will be watching the final Game of Thrones with me. We caught up me on up on all the episodes really quickly in order to finish watching season eight and be fully finished with the show so well we're both sad to see the show go i'm definitely happy that i get to watch it with her and there's no one i would rather watch it with than my girlfriend 
What do you think about the fans' petition to rewrite and reshoot season eight? I understand why people are upset. I don't. People are saying they're not competent writers. That's stupid because I mean the two guys, uh, David Benioff and DB Weiss, have proven themselves to be really good writers. I think the big problem is not the writing. I think the show has basically they've tried to cram the show into two seasons and thirteen episodes when there should be more, at least more episodes. HBO wanted ten seasons per uh, or ten episodes in the season. Uh, they were willing to fund more. I think they were willing to fund two more seasons at least. Uh, but the writer, the executive producers and writers said, no, nah, we got this. They've, t- they've tried to shoehorn too much too quickly. They should have done more episodes. So I don't think it's a lack of quality writing. I think it's just they tried to finish it too quickly. So uh, if anything, that's the only I, thing they're going I agree. to do. I agree. Yield your shout-out, sir. I would like to give a shout-out to MurderedOut615X. That was a awesome video that he sent us. Shout out to Homer Gets Duffed. We completed our online portion of Sniper Elite V2. Uh, a shout out to those that I've played World of Warships with. And finally, a shout out to all of the pimps and the madams of the whoredom. Thank you for downloading, listening, interacting. You guys are all awesome. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to the goddess. Shout-out to Sweet Mama D. Uh, shout-out to all the listeners. Thank you for listening. And I have a twerp you to Alex. To Alex? To Alex. Why? Because Alex edited last week's show. And the process... Do you remember when we started doing the housekeeping and I went really, really slow so it was delay you from playing Days Gone? Yeah. Yeah, that happened last week. That wasn't two years ago. So what do you do? Speed, what do you do? Speed it up? No, he deleted you going, you bastard, or whatever the hell you said, you and did. just left and left it. So all I did was start speaking very slowly and then pick up, and the listeners had no idea why I did that. Oh no, because no, because yield before that said, "Hurry up! I want to go play his Days Gone," and then you went into the the um, housekeeping very slowly. So it made sense. Here's the reason why I had to do that. Yield's track was off by about a, a minute, so I literally had to go in and cut out, like, copy and paste to other uh, files his audio and drop bits of his audio into our audio to make it make sense. It <laughs> Which... literally took me, like, it literally added, like, an extra hour and a half to editing because I had to take small sections of Yield's audio and drop it to where it made sense in our conversation. And I think I did a pretty fucking good job of that. Wait, wait, which, a, which a shout-out to Alex for editing because that was my fault my computer died. No, that, that's fine. It just I, I think No, like, it's not fine. It added an extra hour and a half to his editing. That's not no, cool. Okay, no, no. What I'm talking about is Alex did a good job editing the show. I'm like, but I'm giving it to Terp you because there was that 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 one section where it's like you reacted to the fact that I was going so slow, You're and it, that's completely missed from the show. And I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, but it still made sense because Yield was trying to hurry you along, and then you went very slowly, and then you giggled or laughed. At that point, it was like past 1 o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, okay, I want to finish this. I want to get all of Yield's audio back in here so I can finish the edit tomorrow. So I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to take some of it out. But it still made sense. Uh, Until next week, guys, happy trophy hunting. Bye. Later. Long live Ghost and Torment.
The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash Even Philippines. (laughs) 